Hi guys, um, welcome back to another episode of Higurashi. Pretty intense in the last one. So, let's find out what Katie does next. I clutched my own shoulders, howling madly in a mix of fear, anger, sadness, and frustration. This wasn't a threat or warning or reminder, nothing as simple as that. What had happened in Hinamizawa? What is happening in Hinamizawa? What would happen? I didn't know the answer to any of those questions. Where did I break a taboo? Regardless, now Reina and Mion and others, they consider me an enemy. And they thought I should die. I won't let you kill me. Not for such a pointless reason. I fell into a restless sleep as I was crushed by my negative emotions. It was as if being drawn into a billowing bottomless marsh. We have received some new tips. Tap, tap, tap. The sound of muffled footsteps stopped in front of the door to my room. A moment of silence as to whomever they belonged to was asserting if I was inside. Of all the things I should have been doing, I continued on with my restless slumber. I was very much conscious, but my body hadn't caught up yet, even with danger bearing down on me just from beyond the door. It was as if I was completely paralyzed, unable to move. Without a doubt, this was sheer terror. Please, just leave. Hey, why isn't my body awake yet? If they came into my room right now, then... I sprung to my feet and threw my covers at my mom, who was opening the door. Whoa, Keiji, what's the matter? Ah, ah, sorry. I was still half asleep. I thought it was still 1 or 2 a.m., but the morning sun was already streaming through the gap between the curtains. It felt nothing like morning. Yesterday, I must have fallen asleep right after that. Then I should have gotten a full 10 hours of rest, but it didn't feel like that at all. My internal clock was completely screwed up and my sense of balance felt off. I felt feverish, even though it was clear to me that I was still not well. Well, Keiji, how are you feeling? Can you make it to school? I was well enough to go, but I wasn't mentally prepared for it. I was still plagued with the terror from yesterday. If I had swallowed that needle, what would have happened? Or what if I had pierced my tongue? There was undoubtedly a murderous intent, but I don't think that's all it was. If they really wanted to kill me, then there were other, more certain ways to do it. They wouldn't resort to such dubious methods as having me swallow a needle. Meaning, I didn't want to believe it, but going that far was just a threat from Reina and Mion. Aren't you glad you didn't die? But next time we'll use a more assured method like that. Something like sending a letter with a razor inside would be ha- would would have been a joke compared to this. 
did you make it to the hospital? Did you take your medicine? Hmm, yeah, kinda. Something about my mom's dubious gaze bothered me. She seemed more concerned about her son missing two days of school rather than him being sick. It was definitely mental fatigue. I wasn't really physically ill. It'll be hard for you to get back on track once your daily routine is thrown off. Come on, get on up. They say wellness is at a state of mind. I'd heard that line many times before. I was given an award in elementary school for having perfect attendance, but it wasn't like I was healthier than everyone. Come on, go wash your face. Breakfast is already ready. There isn't much time before Raina Chan comes and gets you. Mom's tone meant I couldn't argue about it, so I had to give up on skipping a second day. By the way, were you the one who got bean paste all over the living room wall, KG? You shouldn't do something like that. Your father was quite angry. I didn't feel particularly guilty for doing it, so I didn't have much of a reaction. Also, Mom didn't question me further about it. She headed back downstairs after she was certain I was getting up. What Mion said as she left yesterday, I hated if you miss school tomorrow, came back and dwelled in my head. What did she mean by that? I didn't even have to thoroughly think about it. She was saying, don't be absent. Taking that a bit further, it was the same as her saying, I should just go about living my life as if nothing happened. If I showed any signs of acting unusual, it would probably result in them making their move. For example, maybe I shouldn't pay attention to someone like Oishi-san enticing me with something unusual. Meaning, if I didn't watch my mouth or did anything differently from the norm, in effect, it would end up flagging myself as someone who was not wanted. And it seems that was something that the girls didn't intend to forgive. So if I just went along as normal, no harm would come to me. Was that how it was going to be? All that misery I experienced up until yesterday would all, all would almost creepily just fade away. It was an enticing deal. Just by forgetting everything I'd seen or heard these last few days, I'd be able to keep on living like normal. But there's no way such a selfish thing could. I swallowed hard. I once again deliberated on the idea that I had just rejected. Mian was probably a good person who had her friends at heart. She was giving me, who had mistakenly broken some role of theirs, a chance. Was what I did really something so unforgivable? But Mian had given me another chance. She was saying, if I just forget everything and kept living on like I had been, I'd be forgiven. Keiichi, your food is going to get cold. Hurry up and come on down here. Reina will be here if you don't hurry. Ah, I'm coming. I crammed my textbook into my bag and hastily made my way downstairs. I picked up my somewhat bland breakfast. It seemed like I didn't have much time. It was already past when I usually met up with Reina. Given yesterday's event, she'd probably be in here in the next five minutes. I needed to be ready to head to school by then. I had to forget everything that had happened the past two days. Forget it all and return to my normal life. For this to be normal, I'll have to be where I normally met up with Raina. Today of all days, the rice was dry and hard to get down. Ding dong. I jumped at the sound and dropped my chopsticks. That chime signaled that Raina had arrived. Mom hurried me along. Come on, Raina, Chan's already here. Hurry, hurry. My mother's merry smile and my gloomy face were polar opposites. Honestly, I was reluctant to see Raina, who was waiting on the other side of the door. The rain on the other side, was it the rain I knew? 
I couldn't keep her waiting. I needed to do things as usual. Morning! An invigorating greeting filtered in from across the doorway. I came since Kichikun was a bit late. Will he be okay today? I wonder, I wonder. The manner in which Reina was concerned was without a doubt the Reina I knew. But that was probably only if I reciprocated. Forget everything from yesterday. Pretend as if nothing had happened. Forget about the gruesome dismemberment. Forget about the mysterious deaths that happened the following years. Forget about the people falling to their death and the terminal illness and suicide and lynching and disappearances. Forget it. Forget all of it. Forget that Reina and Mion were scary, of course. Forget it all. Forget about everyone. Forget about the mochi, too. Forget, forget, forget. Reina once again asked to make sure. Can you make it to school? Yeah, I'm fine. Great. Then let's go. Michan is waiting. Reina showed me her usual bright smile. I couldn't find any hint of deceit in her expression. My nervousness dissipated, giving way to relief. But you see, Satoko-chan was so insistent she could do it. As we were walking, Reina talked about a lot of different stuff, more so than usual. Hmm. Then... Satoko-chan is so clumsy, She so she failed no matter how many times she tried. How? She was so cute. Everything Reina talked about was just silly nonsense, so I just replied every so often and laughed from time to time. It was a rather laid-back conversation. We passed by one of our neighbors, and they called out to us. Oh my, Keichi-chan and Reina-chan, aren't you two a bit late today? Mian-chan said she was going on ahead. Uh-oh, did Mian-chan look mad, I wonder? I wonder. We need to hurry, Keichi-kun. As we smiled and parted ways with their neighbor, they turned back towards me and stuck out a tongue. Not expecting that, I couldn't help but crack a smile. Ah, Kichikun smiled. Huh, what? Reina stopped and stared at me. I was just thinking that you still hadn't recovered from your cold since you seemed down this morning, Kichikun, but now you seem fine, fine. With a grin, she gently poked my cheek. It was a bright and sincere smile. Hey, Kichi Maibara, how can you still doubt Reina after she showed you a smile like that? Maybe I just had a high fever up until today, and I just imagined everything, and I thought, that I thought had happened, because I was bedridden and delirious. I really hope that that was the case. If God could grant me just one wish, there's only one thing that I'd wish for. I would want what had happened in the past few days, more specifically from the night of the Watanagashi. Up until last night, I wanted all of that to have never happened. I wonder how many times I wish for these past few days. As long as Raina kept on smiling like this, I think it might just become reality. So I wanted Reina to keep on smiling. Keep on smiling. So, Kichi-kun, those mochi yesterday, did you eat them all? The vain wish of mine was instantly shattered. My heart began palpitating. The relaxed morning mood suddenly became frigid. Reina's smile was the same as usual. Her eyes were gentle as usual. Those mochi yesterday, did you eat them all? 
Of course, she wasn't asking the question at face value. In other words, Rena was asking, did you get the message? She was probably trying to convey that. Okay, chicken? I was reluctant to give an answer. Rena stopped walking and stared deeply into my eyes. Ah, don't. Don't hesitate, Kichi Maibara. Raina was acting the same as always, wasn't she? I needed to respond in my usual way. Naturally, of course. But both my throat and my mouth had gone dry, and my lips were stuck together. Hurry and answer, Kichi. Not that much time had passed. I could still keep the conversation going naturally. I had to say something quickly. De- De- Raina playfully mimicked what I had said when I finally squeaked something out. Raina's reaction was still normal. It seems that there wasn't as long of a pause as I had thought. Somehow I finally squeaked out the rest. D- delicious. However, my strained efforts neither sullied nor brightened Raina's expression. For a moment I panicked, thinking I had replied incorrectly. But after a few moments, Raina broke into her usual soft smile and giggled with a joyful voice that seemed to echo through the morning air. Being strung along by that laugh, I couldn't help but laugh as well. I see. So, did you eat all of them? I wonder, I wonder. My timid smile froze again. Did you make it without swallowing the sewing needle? Was that what she was asking? If I had swallowed it, then I wouldn't be here. Nah, I couldn't finish all of them. There's still some left. I was scared out of my wits, but that's how I played it. Huh? What about the homework? I see if you could tell which one Raina made. Uh, that homework? Was it due today? Yeah, it's due today. Mechan will get angry. There's probably a penalty game ready for you. We both laughed at each other again. To a casual observer, it was just a typical morning. If I could just let myself believe, then even I'd think it was just the usual morning routine. But I was certain I wasn't mistaken. There was something unimaginable buried beneath the facade, facade of this giggling Raina. Lies! I recalled that unexpected, fiercing voice that I could hardly believe came from Raina's mouth. That moment that image crossed my mind, I felt a cold sweat trickle down my back. Was it only at that particular time that something evil had possessed Raina? No, that was wrong. That was still Raina. Which his son told me, didn't he? Actually, I looked into her before Ryugu-san moved away into Hinomizawa. She was suspended from school. It seems she went through her school bully- building and broke all the windows. Raina had a disorder that normal people didn't. No matter how pleasantly she smiled, that fact would not change. But I couldn't even imagine how she looked as she broke all the glass throughout the school. One thing I knew was that it wasn't something spur of the moment. If it was some sudden outburst of anger, then maybe she'd break a pane or two. But she broke all of the windows throughout her school. Just imagine going through your own school, breaking the windows with a bat. Swinging full force at each pane of glass, one after another, paying no heed to the flying shards. Your classmates aghast. 
unable to move from the sudden turn of events. I wonder where she could have found the most windows lined up in a row. Probably the hallway. Smash. Walk. Wind up. Smash. Walk. Wind up. It was difficult for me to connect that horrifying image with Raina smiling at me right now. But I just had to imagine it. Impossible because it was unimaginable. That naive way of thinking no longer worked. The unpleasant piercing sound of shattered glass. The crunching noise as Raina treads across the broken shards walking towards me. Raina's classmates going pale as they forgot to even breathe. I wonder what they did as Raina came closer, breaking windows along her path. Did they say earnest? Did they earnestly try to bring her to her senses by saying something, or did they jump at her trying to stop her savagely? Or did they run to the staff after being directed there by the teachers? Probably none of those. In the face of that blood-curdling sight of Raina busting window after window, undoubtedly, all they could do was silently clear a path for her, dumbfounded, just clearing the path for Raina to continue. It was far too violent an act for them to seek refuge by looking the other way. That's not to say they were looking the other way. They were doing the only thing they could to protect themselves. If they had done something differently from the rest, they may have suddenly found themselves as Raina's new target. What would Raina have done to whoever attracted her attention? The answer was obvious. She would have undoubtedly acted according to her whims. Meaning, they would, I would, be the next window. Raina staring into my eyes, shards of glass crunching and crackling underfoot as she drew closer. I was also drawn into her eyes, paralyzed. Then Raina struck me with the bat over and over again like I was one of those windows. I crouched down onto the floor, desperately protecting my head. Raina didn't care whether it was my head or my back. Zealously, she hits me again and again. What kind of expression was she making as she was doing this over and over again? I peered up to see. Her expression was so indifferent, it was completely unnerving. It's because no matter how many times she struck me, I didn't make as pleasant a sound as the other one does. She struck me continuously, over and over again. The sound Raina wanted didn't come out. Her classmates standing around didn't try to stop her. They didn't want to be the next window. Somebody saved me, turning a blind eye unless we're hanging out. But of course, everyone in class scrambled to obtain the highest standardized test scores. They'd gain nothing from saving a cram school tryhard like me. Eventually, there would be a faint sound similar to when you crack open a walnut and some sort of reddish black spray would shoot out. Anyway, it wasn't that Raina momentarily lost herself in her anger. After forcing myself to breathe and calm down, and calming down my heart, I recalled what Oishi-san told me. 
And in the counselor's medical report, he recorded all of the conversations he had with Reyna-san. It shows up. And quite a bit of that. What does? She mentioned the word Oyashiro-sama. Following that, Reyna was suspended and had regular examinations at the hospital. Then as Reyna was undergoing counseling, she said it over and over. Oyashiro-sama. It seems that the Oyashiro-sama she spoke of was like a ghost appearing in her house every night, standing over her pillow looking down at her. That was only a piece of their conversation, so I still couldn't see the big picture, but it was by no means a happy little conversation. Then what Reyna did, was she saying that ghastly incident was a result of her being possessed by Oyashiro-sama? Up until now, I didn't want to believe in Oyashiro-sama's curse. That's why I wanted to say the mysterious deaths every year happened because of some sort of conspiracy. Every time I talked to Oishi-san, I was more certain that the deaths were the work of men and not of some curse. Except if it was people perpetrating the incidents, my friends were somehow deeply connected. If I refused to believe that the curse was real, then I would have believed... I would have to believe those who acted the kindest to me were deeply involved in the incidents. Why? How? For what reason? Was Reina? Was everybody? It was much more painful and troublesome than accepting that it was just Oyashiro-sama's curse. In the aftermath, Reina had admitted to her doctor that it was because she was possessed by Oyashiro-sama. I felt a strange sense of relief from that. So that's how it was. Then there wasn't a second side to Reina. She did that. Because she was possessed by something strange like Oyashiro-sama. It wasn't Reina's fault. Oyashiro-sama was the one to blame. I knew it. This is all backwards. Refusing to believe there was a curse, I wanted there to be a human perpetrator. Now that my close friends were the ones under suspicion, I changed my beliefs at my own convenience, saying it was Oyashiro-sama's curse to blame. Which was the better choice, accepting that Oyashiro-sama's curse exists, or that Reina and the rest of them were deeply involved in the string of mysterious deaths? I didn't want to think about it. If I just didn't think about it, I'd be able to continue the same as always. I wanted to believe that. But that was no longer possible. I had received their message. It was pathetic of me to try and bend the meeting to my own convenience. Regardless of my opponent being a human or curse, I won't let it kill me. As if I would just bend over and give in for no good reason at all. Keiji-kun? You've been making a weird face. Why, I wonder, I wonder... Inhaling sharply upon hearing Reina's voice, I came back to my senses. Before I had realized it, we were already at the entrance. Shaking my head a few times, I exercised all those terrifying thoughts. No matter how you looked at it, there's no way Reina could have done such terrible things. It was like I was trying to placate myself. Okay, guys, and with that, I'm actually going to end this episode here. Um, make sure you follow me on all my other socials here on YouTube. Um, Baby Peach Anime. Um, 
baby peach anime is also my youtube's twitter and um tiktok and then i have an instagram under um smoky underscore succubus okay um see you guys in the next part hope you have a nice day Mm, bye